like a star hiding in the dark I can see you clear enough Trying to keep you far from my mind But I find it very tough Welcome to another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. I'm Bruce Wozniak, and wherever you have found the show, thanks for listening. This podcast is widely available, so know that there are lots of options out there to listen and subscribe. The show website is nhte.net and has lots from all episodes, plus links to social media and podcast listening platforms. Do be sure that you have also signed up there for the weekly e-newsletter about the podcast. There have been some exclusives in the newsletter that either haven't been made public anywhere else or were at least first seen in the newsletter, so be sure that you are signed up for that. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Macedonia, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar, and piano player who three weeks ago released a music video that already has 664,000 views on YouTube. Her debut release, which you're hearing right now, was the feature of a premiere in a prestigious UK music blog and has been played on over 100 radio stations around the world. Her music has been streamed nearly 4 million times on TikTok, and the videos on her YouTube channel have gotten a combined total of more than 1 million views. The song of hers that has been playing is called I Know. It's my pleasure to welcome to now hear this entertainment, Andrea. Hi, Bruce. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited to have a guest on from Macedonia. I've often reported that now hear this entertainment has gotten listeners from 153 countries around the world. But now I can update the number of countries where the show has gotten guests from to 13. So very cool to have you on NHTE, Andrea. And let's get started by having you tell the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called I Know. Well, actually, I Know was the first song I ever recorded in a professional studio. I was 17, maybe 18, I don't remember. I was so scared, super scared, because I've never went into a studio to sing before. But it all came naturally, and honestly, I'm quite surprised and happy how it turned out. So 17 or 18 and you're going into the studio for the first time and you're nervous. So what convinced you, like, how did you decide, okay, it's time to go do this? Well, I w- actually, my composer and producer, Alexander Masevsky, that's his name, he found me on Instagram because I was a kid trying to make it as a singer. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to post a couple of videos on Instagram. I'm going to sing and probably someone's going to find me. I, I didn't know that that's actually what happened. You know? <laughs> that was going to happen. It was insane. So he called me in his studio. I had no idea who this guy was. And actually, he's, he's amazing. He's very well known right here. And he worked in Holland as well in the 90s. So he called me and he was like, I think you have something special. I want to work with you. And I was mm. ecstatic by that point. And he was like, I'm going to write you a song to see your vocals in a different light. And I was very excited. And a couple of days later, he called me and he was like, listen to this song. I loved it. We wrote the lyrics then and there. Actually, the first lyric we wrote for that song was, I fell in love with you in a minute. We sang it, you know, I fell in love with you in a minute. It was a first catch. And we were like, we have to record this now. Mm. And it was a go, go, go from there. Wow. Wow. Well, and... Those of you that are in the audience that are aspiring performers yourself, I've said this before, but Andrea is giving a good example here. 
it's okay to know that that is possible. Like she said, she didn't think it was possible, but all of a sudden someone discovers her on Instagram and contacts her and says, let's work, and they come up with this song. But at the same time, I don't want those of you in the audience who are aspiring performers to say, oh, well, it worked for her, so I'm just going to put my stuff on social media and sit back and wait for someone to come to me because you might be waiting and waiting and waiting and it never happens. But Andrea, congratulations, and thank you for sharing that. What a really cool story that was. And I wonder... When you say that you went and recorded that song, so it sounds like I Know was co-written, yes, by you and him? Yeah, it was the first song we've written together. It, he gave me the opportunity to show myself as a artist, like, lyrically, not just vocally, and I'm very grateful and thankful for that. Mm. Well, there's a lot of talk in music circles about not needing validation and just being proud of, being confident in the music that you're putting out. But at the same time, come on, how encouraging was it to have the kind of reception for a debut release as you got with I Know? Honestly, it's still surreal for me because I didn't think that, I, honest, I mean, obviously, I wanted people to like the song, but you'd never know how good it will do until you put it out there into the world. So getting that positive reassurance from people just motivates me, inspires me to do more music and get to a broader art audience so, you know, people can figure out who I am, find out if they want to listen to me, go through this journey together and just make beautiful music. Yeah, because I'm assuming that when you said before that, okay, you know, I'm putting some stuff online, maybe somebody will find it, ha ha ha. Yeah. Presumably you were putting cover songs online, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, I love to do cover songs, but when I do cover covers, particularly, I make them my own. I don't like to sing them the way they are, so I'm just going to rearrange them a little bit, make them my own, especially if it's like a pop song. I would do it in an R&B style most mm -hmm. of the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because what I'm envisioning is you say, oh, I'm going to do this for fun. Now it turns into something real, and you say, okay, I was kind of doing it for fun before. Now that somebody is actually interested in me, I need to see if this is sustainable, if there's going to be an audience out there. So that's why I say it had to be very reassuring to you to say, okay, I think I've got something here because now it's not just me thinking that I'm confident in my music. It's not, say, family or friends telling me I'm good. But all of a sudden, I'm getting, as I mentioned in the intro, a feature in a prestigious UK music blog. This song is getting played in over 100 radio stations around the world. So that's when you had to tell yourself, I'm assuming, okay, this is something that I'm on the right track with. Like, like music can be a, a serious pursuit for me now. Definitely, definitely, I agree. Because, you know, I'm coming from a very small country. You hear, you hear people say, like, from bigger countries, oh, my God, it's so hard to make it in this industry. But coming from where I'm coming is much, much harder, especially because we don't speak English as our native language. So um, I don't see that as a... It's something that I can't go through, but at the end of the day, what I say is like, if I believe in myself first and I can find people that see the same vision as me and believe in me, I can accomplish anything. It's That's how easy it is. You just have to put your work to it. Like you have to work, you have to want it, and you have to go get it. Sometimes sac sacrifice is necessary for certain things. Well, and let's face it, at the end of the day, it's really about does the song 
get people's attention? Does it connect with someone? So when someone hears a song that they like and it's the first time they hear it, they never say, wow, I really like this. Where is this person from? <laughs> they say, I like <laughs> yeah. this. Who is it? I like this. You know, and then they yeah. want to know, you know, more about the artist and or, or what they want to know is what else has this artist done that I can listen to because I'm really enjoying this song. So I don't think it's a barrier that really needs to be a part of your your challenge in succeeding with music to me the challenge is am i writing music that people are connecting with it's not g and i also have to overcome the fact that i'm from a small country because as i said people just want to hear music that they like and yeah eventually they'll get to know the artist and his or her story or the band's story but i think the fact that you're from macedonia is unique but i don't think it's i hope people will like me because I'm from Macedonia or despite my being from Macedonia. So congratulations nonetheless on on the success because I know that for me to say that sitting here in the United States is a lot different from you sitting in Macedonia and saying, my gosh, how is anyone going to find me in this remote country? Yeah, definitely. I totally agree uh, with everything you said. I didn't want it to come across that way. I just wanted to say that I want people to be inspired and follow their dreams despite where they're coming from. Nothing can get in front of your dream if you want it hard enough, you know? I love it. I love it. Well, I remember many moons ago, and I'm talking even before I hit 100 episodes, I remember having two different guests on the show who both just go by their first name, and I asked one of them why that was. In your case, in America, we look at Andrea and we see it as Andrea. And since it has been a while since I've asked a guest this, why the choice to just go with your first name only as your stage name? Honestly, it was very spontaneous. We didn't have anything else. I don't want to say that like it sounds stupid, but like I like my name. I think it's beautiful. And I didn't want to put something out there that wasn't me at this time. Mm. I can change it probably if I wanted to in the future. But for right now, I think it's it's nice. It, it sticks, you know. Andrea. You can say it like in a sentence. It's cool. I, I agree. And, and I do think, especially with the pronunciation, Andrea, I do think it's a beautiful name. But I love that you said, I didn't want to be someone who I'm not. So that's a great perspective because that's going to be someone's brand. And we've talked from time to time in the show before about your band name and how important it is and the image that it projects. And so to have a beautiful name like Andrea instead of, hmm, let's come up with something just because I think I need to go by something else, I think that's a great start for you. Yeah, thank you so much. It means a lot, honestly. So for the listeners who are just being introduced to you and don't know your backstory, talk about your early musical recollections. Well, what I can remember, honestly... uh, I was five years old. My parents are very hardworking, so we got the chance to go to the U.S. when I was five. And I also have a older brother, so he was there in, I don't know, preschool, school, I don't remember, <laughs> because mm-hmm. it was very little. Mm-hmm. But we were living at Harlem in Manhattan, so I was in kindergarten at that point because I was five years old. Mm-hmm. And I was maybe like one of three white kids there, so I was introduced to a different country, cultures, different ethnicities from a very young age. And that's when I learned to accept everyone, despite what their color is, Mm. who they are, where they're coming from. And that's very interesting because I learned a lot. And especially my parents taking me everywhere. I witnessed gospel choirs, which inspired me to this day. Oh my God, that music is beautiful. 
it touches your your soul if i don't feel powerful unless i listen to gospel you know what i mean wow. they lift you up they truly lift you up and then i got introduced to r&b soul and from then on i knew that that type of music is what i want to listen to till the end of time and i have a lot of influences in my music uh my pop music because i you know i predominantly sing like pop music but if you can hear the melodies you can see that i have a lot of r&b melodies because that's the only truth i know of myself and i want to project it through my music okay okay well but who would you say was your first musical guide your mentor well that would be my grandfather that died uh, 11 years ago which is unfortunate but as i said my parents were very hard working and when they were at work i used to sit downstairs with my granddad he used to cook for me read me stories listen to me when i sang look <laughs> when i would draw stupid things you know he was always there to reassure me that i'm great and that was very important for me at a very young age because i didn't have a lot of confidence i didn't believe believe in myself so when he died it was very very hard because i didn't have anyone to go to anymore i mean obviously i have my parents but it's a different thing your parents will always be your parents and will always love you but you need to have someone outside that that knows you for yeah. who you are you know yeah. and yeah i was very unfortunate but i carry him with me till this day i know he's super proud of me because the first time i ever sang live i devoted that to him in in my mind you know i didn't do that publicly i don't think that's necessary and i i'm very grateful that i had a person like him in my life who can teach me the great values of life but was he involved in music himself or are you just saying no he was just my biggest supporter and really helped me as i came into music yeah, he was my greatest supporter. I not I don't know if he did music, not to my knowledge, but he was he he, he knew music, you know. He he listened to good music. So, uh I had good genres to listen to since I was very young, so that helped me as well. I don't judge people for listening to different music, honestly. I think that the more you know, the better you'll be in whatever job you have. So, I'm grateful that he was my supporter because if you don't have support you can only go so far by yourself at yeah. some point you're probably gonna start doubting yourself like oh my god is is it just me yeah. so i think it's very important to, to surround yourself with people that believe in you and support you agreed agreed so i'm trying to fill in a gap here i'm, I'm waiting for you to tell me because earlier we heard you say 17 18 years old and you finally decided to go into the studio with that song but now you're talking about that your grandfather was your mentor, yet he didn't really have a musical background. So how and when did you get started into, I mean, I introduced you as being a singer, a songwriter, guitar player, piano player. So fill in that gap there. When did all that start to develop? Because I'm thinking that initially when you were saying that you would sing around your grandfather, it was just, you know, hey, this is fun. You know, listen to all this great music around me here in, in New York but to actually start into music in a way that's more than fun, like, hey, I want to do something with my voice, I want to get into songwriting, I want to learn an instrument, like, paint a picture for us of all of that. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, after my grandfather died, I didn't like to draw or do anything artistic for a year, maybe. I didn't feel inspired. I didn't want to do anything. I was just, well, I was sad, you know. Uh, so I kind of pushed it to the side, and for a very long time, I was kind of lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't think I was good enough to do music, so I just didn't do it, basically. But then I started high, uh, high school, and uh, 
I was like, yeah, sure, I'm going to play the guitar. I want to learn the guitar. I, I learned it by myself. And I started going slowly back into music again. And I started writing some songs here and there. They were not good, obviously, because it was my first time. But yeah, once in high school, I sang in a classroom and people actually enjoyed it. And I was shocked because I had really, really big anxiety. I couldn't do it in front of anyone. I didn't want to sing because I truly believed that I didn't know how to sing or that I'm not good enough. So that was like around 14, 15. And I slowly got back into it. And that's when I started posting videos on Instagram. And actually, two years later, Masa found me. So it was an instant. It was like a whole, whole process. But it didn't uh, quit. You know, I was like, I, I, I enjoy this. I think I'm born for this. So I'm going to try to reach my full potential and see where I go. I don't know where I'm headed, but I think maybe great places. You know, I'm a very hardworking person. So I like to think that what I, if I put work into something, good things will come back to me. So, yeah. So I want the audience to understand when you said that you moved to Harlem, now you're talking about being in high school and you're getting back into music. That was back in Macedonia, though, correct? Harlem was not a long period of time that your family lived in New York. Yeah, that was just for like an, a year. So I, that's how I learned the language, actually. I've never studied it per se. <laughs> but when you're a child, your brain absorbs everything. So I'm glad that I learned it this way, like vocally. And that really helped me into music because like naturally I compose like and write lyrics in English. I don't do it in my own language. People, some people actually don't like me for it, but I'm like, I can't force myself to, to do something, you know? So if I sit here and write a lyric, it comes in English and then I try to put a melody to it really good. And if it comes, it's, it's amazing. And yeah, so I came back to Macedonia. I started middle school and everything was like, and I quote, <laughs> normal. And yeah, so that's how my life turned out. <laughs> So you did mention that you're self-taught on guitar. Are you self-taught on piano also? And then as far as vocals, I mean, some of the things that you do with your voice, I'm going to be shocked if you tell me that that's just all natural ability and, and no vocal lessons. Well, prepare to be shocked. <laughs> uh, wow. It's all, I, I haven't gotten lessons, but, you know, here's the thing. I listened to gospel and R&B when I was very young, so I... What I think happened was I tried to do everything they did mm. and somehow managed to learn something because I listened to pop. I listened to pop punk. So I absorbed a lot of things. But naturally, R&B soul is what speaks to me the most. And how I can play with the melody of the song is very important to me. It's like I'm free. I'm flying. I'm literally flying through the song. And it's not too much. It's just enough because when I try to express something, I want it to be pure. I don't do it ahead of time. I let the melody guide me and then I do it. So, yeah, I'm very grateful to have grown up on such good music. So, listeners, we hear in music conversation all the time, people talk about influences. And you can hear it in exactly what Andrea just described because it was the music that she was listening to when she was in New York that influenced her into, I'm going to try to sing like what I'm hearing. Just like you can hear in someone's writing, this person's sound is meaning the melody or sometimes even the lyrics is a lot like insert other artist here. So, Andrea, what about the piano, though? Is, are you going to tell me that that's all oh, yeah, self-taught as well? So <laughs> Sorry. No, actually, I went to piano lessons. But if I'm being honest, 
Um, piano is not my favorite instrument, honestly, like maybe drums are, but I went for piano because it's a very good instrument, even though I don't, it's not my favorite. I think it's good because you can put like a lot of instruments on the piano. You can play anything. So if I'm composing a song, I like to put it on the piano because I can see all my keys. I can see everything and everything is just clear. Whereas the guitar, I just had a passion for it. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to find some chords on YouTube because we're the kids of a golden age and we have social media. So I opened up YouTube and I tried to learn chords and that's helping me throughout my musical journey, honestly. Interesting. Interesting. And it's funny because as I was preparing for this, I had seen somewhere that you play both guitar and piano, but for some reason I wanted to kind of reconfirm that. And the first thing that I do is I go to Instagram and I say, well, let me look for pictures of her playing the piano. And lo and behold, there's pictures of you playing the guitar, but you can tell the piano is not your favorite instrument as much as you're talking about enjoying to write on the piano because I was hard-pressed to find pictures. And I thought, no, I've already read it. I'm going to stick with what I read. I know she plays both. True, but yeah, I don't have pictures from it, but I have videos because when I play the piano, I I don't show the piano; it's just my hands, uh, so the piano is down. I, okay. I I don't I don't know where to place the, the my phone when I'm recording. Hmm. But yeah, it's not it's not it's not my favorite. Honestly. Well, and and shame on me for for not clicking into the videos. I think shame on you, Bruce. I think I get into. I mean, you know, I get on a roll and I'm and I'm writing and I want to go fast and I don't want to stop and and watch videos. Shame on me for that. Uh, so let's let's fast forward to present day then. As you've gotten established, what would you say that you've envisioned for how you want your music to be seen by the audience? Honestly, as simple as it can be, like I write music to air out my emotions and feelings and everything that's inside me because that's the only way I know how to express them. So if someone has a hard time doing that as well, I'm here. You're not alone because someone has been that for me. I've had mentors in the music industry, obviously. I've looked up to people and I still look up to people. So I've connected with them. So I want the same for myself. I want to connect to people. I want to be there for them when they want to cry, when they want to dance, when they're happy, when they're sad. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. If you can cope with something, it's very important to not feel alone because you're worth it and everybody goes through a rough patch, but how you deal with it is very important. So that's what I want to do. I just want to connect with people that have felt like me at some point who are feeling the same as me right now. That would make me very happy. That would genuinely make me very happy. Yeah, I can hear it. And I can hear the passion in what you're saying and how real it is because somebody could give that answer and it not be believable. But the way that you've delivered that and it also really is the reason why you are connecting with so many people to have the kind of numbers that I talked about in the intro, that honesty and that relatability for people to feel that, okay, this girl gets it, and as a result, I'm going to stick with her, I'm going to stick with her music. So I think it has benefited you to be so open and honest, and I know that I use this word a lot if you've been listening to the show for a while, but Andrea, I think that you're really making yourself vulnerable because you're not afraid to hide your feelings, and you are so eager to just put it all out there, your emotions and your experiences, and relate to people. This is what I've gone through. I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's funny you say that, that I'm very, like, I speak very emotionally because if you, like, meet me in real person, I'm very reserved. Hmm. But the only thing I can speak with true passion about is music. 
as I said, it's like it's the only way I can express myself. I don't know how to express feelings with words. Oh my god, like how do people do that? Like if you ask me to like express my feelings to a person that's standing in front of me, I can't. I literally physically cannot do mm. it. Like my like my body blocks itself. But if you ask me to write a song about it and sing it, I will absolutely 100% do it. Wow. It's weird. It's really weird. Okay, so what about when either A, I win the lottery and I come to Macedonia to meet my new friend, Andrea, or you go on tour and you come and play in the States and I get to meet you. Are you going to be frozen up and nervous and not have a whole lot to say like you just described? Or is it like, well, you're my buddy now, Bruce. I've been on your show and it's going to be in the context of music. Oh, definitely. I'm half feel... kidding, by the way, that, which means I'm half serious. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, right now, I was nervous before we started, but right now I'm very relaxed. You're very chill and cool and a very nice person. So honestly, if we were to meet in real life, I don't think it's going to be any different from what it is right now. So I would enjoy talking to you. you okay, know? let's manifest this, though, when we meet in real life, not if. When we because, meet. Thank you. Because I, I, like I would love for you to have the kind of success that's bringing you on tour to the United States, or I would love to win the lottery. So... <laughs> How about both? I think both is yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I'll win the lottery and I'll fly you to the United States to perform over here. Oh my God, see? That's a win-win plan. And now it's on. Now it's recorded, so now I have to do it. because you <laughs> Yeah, you, you have to do to it. The... Go buy some tickets, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Macedonia by singer, songwriter, guitar, and piano player, and new friend, Andrea. <laughs> Visit her official website at andreamusic.live. She is very active on social media, so... At the bottom of her website, look for the links to Andrea on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. There is also a link there to stream her music on Spotify. Plus, you can even find Andrea on SoundCloud, which, like Spotify, is one of the many platforms where you can hear this show. Andrea has approximately 26,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, so follow the crowds to go hear her on there. For those in the audience that don't know, I am an artist's manager, publicist, etc., with more than 15 years running Now Hear This Incorporated and currently serving clients from Hollywood to Las Vegas to right here in Tampa, Florida, and other points in between. Take advantage of all my years of experience in the music industry and my almost seven years in podcasting, for that matter, through a private one-on-one -on -one video consultation with me. Just go to nowhearthis.biz. H-E-A-R, now hear this, dot biz, and the article titled Video Consultations Now Available, and then book a session so I can help you with whatever challenges that you're having. Andrea, there seems to be a recurring topic over the last several, or most of the last several episodes of this show, talking about the state of our business these days. I'd love for you to weigh in on that too, especially as someone from outside the U.S. How do you see the music industry and maybe even what would you change? I love the music industry because the last like two decades we have a lot of inspirational new artists, but at the same time, about the, I'm not going to talk about music per se. I'm going to talk about the music business because music itself is beautiful and it will always be beautiful like everybody can connect through music but like the business aspect i think that people are very interested in money and not as the music itself and that really bothers me because not everyone has money so like why would you judge someone or judge the action of giving them help and like making them something because they're not there yet i think we should like focus on making artists from zero to a star 
you can't just expect like someone to fall from the sky a star they're born like that of course but they have to reach their potential as i said so like i don't want everything to be revolved around money that really really bothers me like i don't have a thousand a hundred thousand followers on instagram oh my god that means i suck like that really messes with you mm. because people are trying to say like oh you don't need to look at your numbers you don't need to care about your followers but th at the end of the day they're telling you oh my god you're not big enough which is it mm. which is it and it and it frustrates you but you still do music because you want to do it because you l have love for it and the people are going to come if they connect with you so that's what's important at the end of the day wow wow well i love the way that you started that answer with saying that the music is totally separate because music you're right we're always going to connect through it we're always going as i was as i was saying earlier if someone hears a song they like they're not going to say well what kind of budget is behind this artist they're going to say what else has this artist done i want to hear more from them and they're not going to ask where they're from so i love that breakdown of saying let's put the music aside for a second and just isolate on the business itself and the unfortunate circumstances that we're talking about here that people want to make it all about well, how much money do you have? And then I'll tell you what's possible. Because as you've proven, anything is possible if you're as hard a worker as you are and if you just catch the attention of the right person, as you described with the opening song. Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to believe in yourself first. That's what I say. Like, the people are going to come. Sooner or, or later, like, they're going to come. But you need to believe in yourself first. And you need to have discipline. That's what I always say. You need to have discipline. Nobody's going to knock on your door and say, oh, my God, you have to get up today and write music. <laughs> Who's going to do that? <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. You have to have self-discipline and, like, believe in yourself and work. And, you know, I believe in karma, so why not? Well, and you know what else I've seen is, and this is actually a little bit of a teaching moment for the audience, and I'm talking about people who are just fans of music. A lesson for, for those of you in the audience that, that fit that description, it's not helpful when you comment on someone's post and say oh my gosh you're terrific why aren't you famous oh my gosh you're terrific why don't you have more followers that's kind of a backhanded compliment and that's what you're saying Andrea is if the music has connected with you that's what's most important never mind how many followers I do or don't have because would you have liked the song less if you saw how many followers I had first, or would you like the song more if you saw that I had tons of followers? No, the song is going to impact you the same way. So don't make it about how big a following you do or don't have. You know, I love what, that you said that because you know how many times I've scrolled through like YouTube because I like to find new music all the time and new artists. When I see a great song from a very talented and new artist and they're small, you know how happy that makes me because I can say like, oh my God, look how huge they are. I've been here since day one. People like to do that, honestly. We take pride in that when you find a new artist. And that makes me happy. So I don't mind it as much, but yeah, it can, it can mess with you sometimes. It can, I'm not gonna lie. But again, you will surround yourself with people that tell you and reassure you that what you're doing is great and just takes time. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you and tell you that as I was preparing for this and I was looking at all things Andrea music on the, your different social media and everything, I thought, this girl is going to really, really blow up, and she's never going to remember me, but I'm going to know that I had her on the show when. And so it's kind of one of those things where, like you said, like you just, and, and this is not to say, audience, I'm, I'm not saying that Andrea hasn't arrived, because as you can tell, she has. But I just see you doing big things around the world, and I'm talking about in person, obviously, 
COVID notwithstanding, and not just getting airplay around the world. And so when that day comes, you're going to remember me and you're going to say, no, I will always do your show, Bruce. <laughs> Definitely. If you have me, like, I will come back 10 times. Awesome. Because I love that people that support me. That means so much to me. So we're getting kind of heavy here. Let's let's lighten things up a little bit. What, <laughs> yeah. what, what do you like best about performing? I actually prefer performing live because when you see the people in front of you, how they look at you and how they love the song, the energy that's there is why I do this. Because you feed each other from each other's energy. So that's beautiful. And you can like, if it's happy, you're all happy, you're dancing. But if you get more serious and you're like sad, you all feel the same connection and the same emotion. Mm. And that's bringing you like closer together. And that's beautiful. Like, I can't wait. Honestly, the only thing that I hate about what's happening like in today's world, obviously it's catastrophic. But for artists, we're like sad because we can't see our people. Those are our people. We want to hang out with them. We want to be close to them, and we can't. So that's kind of sad. Yeah, and for some reason, this is a really bizarre example, but as you were talking about that, everybody being in the same room together and feeling the same way together, regardless of whether it's because we're all going to dance or we're all sad together, it's like there's a video out there that I have watched too many times <laughs> of Pink mm-hmm. of Pink performing the song called Just Give Me a Reason, which she does with Nate Royce. And and she kind of looks at the crowd after he starts singing and, and she just looks at the crowd and she goes, right, right. right yeah, like, I got chills right now. Yeah, like like isn't his voice something? And so you can't do that. Like you can't be Pink and you can't sit in your house and hear that song playing on YouTube or on Spotify or whatever and look and look around the room and go, oh, there's nobody that can kind of connect with what I'm feeling right now and the chills that his voice is giving me. So, yeah, that that whole that whole thing is, is missing right now, unfortunately. Um, but but hopefully it'll it'll be back real soon and, and we can kind of resume where we all were in in February 2020 before COVID Definitely. reared its ugly head. So as I hope people can gather you are working awfully, awfully hard at your career. So let's exhale a bit here and, and put music aside for a minute. What would you say your passions are outside of music? I enjoy sports and I enjoy working out a lot. Actually, this last couple of years, I put myself into the fitness life. And sometimes I like wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, why am I just not fat? I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but like it's a habit. And if I don't do it, I'm going to feel bad. But I genuinely like lifting things, like working out. I work out four times a day minimum. And if what? not, I'm walking somewhere. Yeah, what? for sure. Yeah. And wow. why I love fitness and working out so much is because it requires the, the same self-discipline as music has. Mm. So, like, for some people, music is a hobby. For me, fitness is a hobby <laughs> because music is a job. So I need to relax with something, whereas people, you know, like, relax with music. So, yeah, I love working out. And also, also... I really love to play basketball. It's one of my favorite sports. See, and when you said before that that sports is something that you enjoy outside of music, I was going to go farther with that since I'm a big sports nut myself. So I was going to press you and say, to what extent? Playing it, watching it, both, what sports, etc.? Both, but I won't say that like I watch it religiously. I, I watch it with my brother because he's a huge sports fan. So when we watch football, he's from Milan. So <laughs> we're from Milan. And like <laughs> I enjoy watching football with him because it's it's interesting. We're, we're siblings, so we yell. <laughs> it's all cool and fun. 
But as but when you say football, I'm, are you talking about soccer oh, or soccer? Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I enjoy basketball more. I watch it more. Um, like it's it's fun to me. It requires a lot of fitness. So like the way they jump, the way their stamina is so like good. It's very very inspiring for me to work on my own body, and I like playing it. I'm not very competitive. I play things for fun, so it's always fun to see different people play because I just laugh when somebody's over competitive. I don't get mad or whatever. Yeah, you look but, at other people yeah. and you say, "This person just taking this way too seriously." Way too serious, <laughs> definitely. Like, calm down. It's a game. Uh, so let's see. I know you've got the wheels in motion for even more that people should be on the lookout for. Tell the audience about your future plans. What, what else you're working on, music-wise? Well, future plans, honestly, it's always about making music. I am very excited about 2021 because hopefully things would get back to normal and we can resume, as you said, to our normal lives so we can play and meet new people from different cities, cultures, and everything, really. I'm recording a lot of songs as we speak. As you know, <laughs> you all know like two songs, but we have many, many more. Maybe even we can release like an album in 2021. So that's exciting. We're working a lot. And great. I'm very grateful that honestly, like I have a team behind me that works with me to be successful in this field, because if I didn't have them, we would be nowhere. It's not enough to have music nowadays. You have to have the right people with the right contacts so you can get the music out there, you know? So yeah, we're working very, very hard for you guys and hopefully you'll enjoy the end product. I'm very happy to present it to you. So yeah, I'm very, very excited about this year. And do I understand, is there also a band that you formed or are forming? It's still like in the process, but I think we're finished for now. Um, They're very cool people. I know them all. They're just friends, but we never like got into a room and said, "Oh my God, let's play together." We always like jammed and do did stupid things together because we're kids. But yeah, we're gonna record something very special for you guys, like in a couple of days, and you'll get to hear it in a month or two, maybe. I'm very excited about that, and hopefully you'll like it. It's like from a different perspective, you're gonna hear my music. So up until the formation of this band, if someone would have seen you performing live in the past, you would have been solo. Well, solo, not really. I, I, I'd get people to play with me, oh, okay. but I wouldn't necessarily call them my band. It's more like, oh my God, I have a friend that plays the guitar. Do you want to play with me? I have to play something. And yeah, I see. because I when see. I perform live, most of the time I like to focus on my performance, like the way I sing and how I do it because I, my, my instrument is my vocal. So I like the playing instruments thing to leave it to my people that I trust with the music. But sometimes I like to get my guitar and make it raw and just sing to the audience like it's individual experience. Cool, cool. Well, it's another something audience to be on the lookout for as Andrea finalizes this band. So be sure to keep up with her online for news just like that and and other things that we're still talking about here. Before I have you talk about the song itself, Andrea, I would love for you to talk about the video for I Don't Know Your Name, especially since I mentioned back at the start of this episode that has gotten so, so many views on YouTube in just the first three weeks since its release. What can you share with the audience about that video? Well, honestly, this was like one of my first professional videos to record. I mean, yeah, record. So I was very, very nervous. I was like, what? 
what should I do? Where should I look? How should I perform? But when they played my song and the camera was right there, I honestly just like sang my song and I forgot that like the recording process was even happening. Mm. <laughs> so it was very natural to me. And the director gave me guides. So it was very, very relaxed and very beautiful. And I think it turned out great as well. But the thing that I was very much excited about and very pleased was the ballerina in the video. Her name is Stefania Gastarska. She's one of the most talented young ballerinas I've ever seen in my entire life. Like you guys got to see like a couple of scenes from her, but trust me, we were there when it was happening. So we were like seeing like five seconds of her moving like gracefully through the wind. She was flying. It was insane. She mm. was singing the song through her movements. You know how mm -hmm. hard that is? Mm -hmm. Like, that was insane. We were crying. We were having chills. It was insane. It was a beautiful experience. So I have to give props to the director that we call Gyule <laughs> uh, because he, like, play, like, made it into a very good video because he had a lot of footage. Just imagine sitting through, like, a couple of hours of footage and, like, making it into four minutes. That's That takes talent and good for him <laughs> i'm share, very pleased share with the audience about the ballerina about her credentials and then also how you were able to get someone of her talents and abilities to be in your video well this is actually very interesting because as i say like what's happening in the in the world with covid is very unfortunate but for my fortune she was here because she's in russia she's dancing in the bolshoi theater so if she was there, we would never have gotten her. So we were lucky that she was back home with her family through this crisis. And we were able to get in contact with her through uh. family because they know her. And we asked her, does she want to be a part of this project? And luckily she accepted and she was very nice to work with. So guys, if you need someone to work with, that's a ballerina. I hit Steffi up. <laughs> she's, she's amazing. Okay, so let's talk about the real star of the video, which is you, because you just said that you forgot that you you were just so in the moment, you were just so dialed into the song, and I thought you did a wonderful job because I have a client who just put out her first official music video a couple months ago, and she kind of said the same thing. She said, I was nervous, you know, I've never done that type of music video before. I mean, obviously you had live performance videos, but those are totally different. So what is your advice, Andrea, that you can give to anyone in the audience who is about to make their first music video? Because as I watched that, I was watching you and I said, I think she's really singing. And obviously you can sit there and sing along with it while your track is playing in the room. But you yeah. really you really looked as though you've done several of these. I mean, you looked like you had acting experience. I mean, it was that convincing, and obviously it's probably the passion of the song, but how were you able to get so dialed into that? What advice can you give to anyone in the audience that's about to make their first music video? Obviously, you're going to be nervous, but that's okay because nerves mean that something is worth it, and you want it to be perfect. Mm. That's very okay. So when you get there, the people who are around you, they want to make you look great. So you don't have to be afraid of them. The first take may or may not be good, but that doesn't matter because you can be there all day. That's their job. That's your job. And you're going to make it beautiful. True. So uh, you said that I looked like I was singing. I was singing, by the way. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, and what I like to say is you said it was convincing. It was convincing because I believe in every word I say. Mm. I write the music that way so that I believe it 
because if it's um, I mean, if you don't believe it, what's the point in the artistry? You know, you want to connect with people. So if you want to connect with people, it needs to be real. It needs to be raw. So I'm very happy that it came off that way. But tell me this. I've had clients before who have said, oh, I perform my songs so much differently now than from back when I first recorded them. And before you were even saying that when you used to do cover videos, you were just getting started and you would post these videos where you would put a different treatment on it and you'd maybe do a little bit of a different arrangement. So how challenging is it to sit there and sing your own song, but to make sure you're singing it exactly like what it had been recorded because you are so emotional, so dialed in. It's like, okay, it's great that you're dialed in, you're emotional, but you can't sing it different than when you first recorded it. And if if a lot of time has gone by, you might say, gosh, I'm going to have to listen to it 10 or 12 times then before we do the video, because I don't know that I would sing it the way I did when we first recorded it. Actually, fun fact, I didn't listen to the song before I went to record it because I know that I was going to overplay it in my mind Mm. and I was going to overthink it and then everything is going to go bad. So I don't do that. I know the song. You know the song. You you sang it. (laughs) You recorded it. You've listened to it a thousand times. You just need to calm your nerves. So when I went there, obviously I had some mistakes, but you know, you have a couple of hours of footage and if you make a mistake, it doesn't matter. Just go on because they're going to cut it. Nobody's going to see it. It's not live. So yeah, um, you just have to have to calm down because at the end of the day, you know what you're doing. You're there because you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. So we're going to close today with that song whose video you've just been talking about called I Don't Know Your Name. But before we do that, please talk about that song, because I know there's a lot behind this one. Yeah, honestly, this song was one of the hardest songs I ever had to record because um, a lot of things were happening in my life at that given point. Like I was not good emotionally. I was drained. A lot of things were happening in my real life with, like, you know, relationships and stuff. So I don't want to get into that. But I needed to get it out of my system. And as I said, the only way I know how to do it is through music. And I called Masa and said, listen, I want to sing something very emotional. Like, I was listening to a lot of Adele at that point. You know, I was that deep. I was very deep. (laughs) So I was listening to a lot of Adele, and I really loved her songs, how they were arranged with just piano, super raw, super intimate. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to do this because this is the only way I know how. And if I don't, I'm going to lose my mind. So we went into the studio. Masa had something already written. And when I read it, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is it. I want to do this. And when I went into the studio to record it, uh, it was like a full, we did full takes. We Mm. didn't like record it something and stop. No, because when you have emotion like that, you need to let it flow till the end. You cannot fake that. So when I actually, when I finished, I came out of the booth and I was shaking because I left everything there. I'm very glad that I did. And Masse hugged me and he was like, I'm very proud of you. And that was the moment I let go and I've made something that I'm very proud of. And this song will always be my stepping point to going further. So I'm very glad that I sang this song. But this song is so emotional that were there tears? Because it's a very, very emotional song. And, and if and if there were tears, how do you do you save the tears for the end and, and just bawl your eyes out when you're done? Or is it, you know, well, Bruce, if it overcomes you, you got to stop singing and collect yourself. How, how do you get through all that emotion? Well, if it if it if it's live, like I'm not going to stop singing. I think singing through emotion is very powerful. If you're crying, that's beautiful. You're letting it out. Don't let it bottle up. Don't don't bottle it in 
people are not gonna be scared of you or like make fun of you if you cry. You're a human, you have emotions, and sometimes things really hurt. And you need to let it out in order to move on. So uh, as you can hear in the song, at the beginning, I exhale because it was like super intense. I needed to let my breath out mm. and start singing. As far as tears go, I've, I've cried, but like not in the singing booth because I was very, very into it. I needed to, to just focus and do it. And I lost myself in those takes like so many times that I was physically, physically like so done. Wow. I needed to sit down. I couldn't even stand. Wow. That's how hard it was. Wow. Wow. Well, you're going to hear it in, in just a minute or so, listeners, but really great stuff, Andre. I've really enjoyed having you on the show. Congratulations on all the success so far. And I know there's going to be a whole lot more from you. So we will continue to keep our eyes on all things Andrea music. But thank you so much for being on Now Hear This Entertainment. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. This is like this was one of the best interviews I've ever had. Hopefully we will do this again sometimes, maybe like live when I'm there, hopefully one day. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. A very big smile on my face. If if uh, if this was a video podcast, people would see it for sure. So thank you for thank you for the kind words. It really means a lot. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar, and piano player Andrea. Do visit her official website at andreamusic.live. And then engage with her on social media. At the bottom of her website, there are icons for Andrea on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. She probably got notifications a few hours ago when I was liking and following. So do the same for her. And heck, let her know that you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Remember that I will have a link to her website from the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Do go watch that new video that she just talked about. And remember that Andrea's music is streaming on Spotify. Plus, you can also find her on SoundCloud. Keep up with her online so you can be in the know as it relates to new music, live dates, and other developments. You heard her talking about the band and new material that she hopes to release in this new year, 2021. A reminder that if you are an aspiring performer or podcaster, take advantage of my more than 15 years in the music business and my almost seven years of podcasting, and let's do a private one-on-one -on -one online video consultation. Just go to nowhearthis.biz, H-E-A-R, nowhearthis.biz, and in the article titled Video Consultations Now Available, you can click on the link to book time with me to help you with the challenges that you're having. As I said on last week's show, the new year is a great motivator for investing in yourself and your career and overcoming whatever hurdles you've been facing, and I look forward to helping you through that. For now, that's going to do it for episode 362. Thank you ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Andrea. This is the one she just talked about. It's called I Don't Know Your Name. If you need to tell me something, tell it to my face Don't you dare and say it's nothing, let's cut to the chase Now if we have any problem, clear it up and leave no trace, yeah but for telling lies, there's no forgiveness, no cut to the chase. 
Let's do this easy, one-on-one. Say what you gotta say. Come on, let's do this without delay. Here and today, no wonder you don't say a word. You got nothing to say. Changes are coming in our lives. It's our judgment day. You gotta say, come on, let's do this without delay. Here and today, no wonder you don't say a word. You got nothing to say. Changes are coming in our lives. It's our judgment day. Yeah, I don't know your name, and. I Don't need to know it at all. 